to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host tonight, Isaac Edlin, and my good friend and fellow Infinity Bro, Mark Jones, joins me tonight. How are you doing, Mark? I'm glad, as always, to be back to tickle the ears of the Infinity Bros and tickle the ears of the Infinity Rose universe. You do very well. And you can even hear more on the Patreon version of this episode. You can check out the Infinity Bros Patreon for exclusive access to uncut episodes, bonus content, and even bonus uh, episodes that uh, you can hear and get your earwaves tickled even more by Mark. Because Mark is... You're kind of like, honestly, I feel like you're our Patreon, like, celebrity. You're on all of the, you've been on the only exclusive episode so far. I feel like you are the best part of our our Patreon exclusive portion of our podcast. Because it is truly unhinged Mark on these on these unedited episodes. So if you want to hear regular Mark, it is what it is. (laughs) It's regular Mark to us, but it's unhinged to the world because uh, Max censors him quite a bit on our actual podcast. So it is uncensored. Max just censors himself. (laughs) That, you know, yeah, basically (laughs) we could go with that too. (laughs) But anyways, uh, yeah, we're, we are here to talk about some big shows that have come out, um, in the past week and even one on the Patreon exclusive portion that you can hear about is the rings of power series that just debuted tonight. Um, we didn't watch that or review that, but we talk a little bit about, um, kind of the roots of the show and, you know, kind of our expectations and all the things that have been going on around that. So if you want to hear a little bit about that, uh, make sure you click on the link in the show notes to check out and our get Patreon. So off topic. After yeah, we get that. actually, gosh, that might that was a very wide variety of topics that we went through in that Patreon episode. A lot of different things. We <laughs> went lot, far. It went very different than uh, yours and Robbie's Patreon episode yeah. the other day. <laughs> very different, in a good way, I think. Anyways, <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, if you want to hang out with us, you can also check out, uh, the Here are our latest, uh, reviews on the daily snap. Um, you can check out our podcast or previous reviews on Apple podcasts, any other major podcast platform. Um, you can check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and you can catch us streaming on Twitch every once in a while. So those are how you check out the infinity bros um we've got a lot to go over because we are going to be reviewing two episodes of recent tv number one is house of the dragon episode two and number two will be she hulk episode three so mark if you're cool with it i say let's just jump right into these bad boys let's do it all right uh so at mark's request and my approval and thinking it was a good idea. Uh, We're going to be talking about House of the Dragon first, but we do want to give you, the first-time listener, a little idea of how we rate things on the Infinity Bros podcast. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six-point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. 
if all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. So now that you know that, um, Mark, you were on the episode with Robbie when you guys reviewed the first uh, episode of House of the Dragon. Um, so I, I just wanted to chat a little bit about my review. I, I won't give a full review, but I would say I absolutely loved that first episode. Thought it was fantastic. And honestly, when when I got done watching that episode, I was like, I was like full Michael Scott. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> Like, let's do this. Thing. <laughs> like, I'm ready to jump back into the world of Game of Thrones. And man, episode two, I it's got me hyped, honestly. So I would give I would give episode one. Man, it's it's hard for me not to give it a six out of six, honestly. Like, I don't there wasn't a whole lot wrong with it. Like, I, I think I will give it a six out of six. Like, there's just not a whole lot I can say that was negative about it, honestly. Um, so it was a great season premiere and you guys mentioned it, that this is way more put together than episode one of game of Thrones, uh, because it's like, this is it. Like they know they've got an audience now, like they're going all out. Whereas episode one of game of Thrones is like a true pilot you mentioned. Um, so there were some, you know, differences, some style changes that they took, you know, throughout that first season. And we're going to chat about episode two. So, Mark, before we get into spoiler territory, would you mind giving us just like a 60 second review of what you thought of episode two of House of the Dragon and uh, rating for us? Actually, I'd probably give it a six out of six. There's nothing really in this ep- in this episode. I could really no current complaints that come off the top of my head. I thought we kind of got, you know, added more to the story that really helped um, see what was coming and what's happening. And kind of the, just like Game of Thrones, it's literally like a carousel of who's going to screw who in the sense of like taking over power. (laughs) And also sometimes the other, the latter, what I just said. Um, (laughs) Also that. But, uh, you know, it's given what the people want. We have dragons. So far in every episode, we've had a dragon. Or two dragons. Um, and just keep building on to the lore of what the story they're going to tell us. We finally got to see... Uh, what's his name? The crab? Crab guy. Uh, crab master or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever they call him. Blanking on his name. But yeah, then we're seeing like some division in the... In the circle of... Uh, what do they call it? The, count, the small council. Small council. So, and clearly this king is dealing with some health issues... And then has to, ch- and then ch- in this episode chooses a new wife, and that was kind of like a roll, like a roller coaster, of like who, because there was like two options, and one was like, right. that's clearly not the right choice because of the person's age, but then the other option is also like, ah, probably still too young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also, and, it, but like they're going all in. This is like how society was in our time in medieval times, and like. like royalty wise it's like yeah they would marry super young and prop and if a king lost his wife a 50 year old probably would marry another royalty member who's probably younger and anyways but yeah um that's just getting (laughs) still overall (laughs) and they get more of uh, renera just like doing her stuff and it's like and what is it after is it after episode three or four they do the time jump because that's like the whole thing is like we do a huge time jump where they're like 10 or 20 years older so Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they handle that uh, that time jump for sure. 
So I think I'm honestly sitting at about the same spot as you. Um, there's there's nothing really about this series that I can say negatively. Like you guys talked about it in the first review episode. They're going all out on production. Like it looks incredible. I really can't complain about anything and they're really giving people what they want. They're giving people dragons or giving people drama. That was all Game of Thrones is about. Like that that's literally what kept us watching Game of Thrones was who's going to kill who, who's going to screw who, who's going to do what something to somebody else. And like it's, it's compelling drama, well-written and acted greatly. So it's like all that. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And Robbie mentioned it as well. Like, Game of Thrones was like a stepping stone for some of those actors, like to get like really mainstream popular um, who I think of initially is, is Maisie um, Williams who played uh, Arya Stark. Like she is like almost a household name now, like almost like she's at the burgeoning level of like stardom where she's like, everybody like knows who she is. So like that, that's just, you know, I, I think that's a really cool aspect of, of them choosing these actors and actresses who we might not have heard of before. And some, you know, some mix in there, obviously that we, that we have. So I was just thinking of past Game of Thrones people. I saw a meme today, might've been yesterday where it says, please don't name your children after the show until the series is completely done. Yeah. I saw that one too. That's, that's, so true oh my gosh if you're any if you're any type of game of thrones person uh you should know to not do that but there I, are honestly, if i had a child between like 2014 2017 great chance a child's probably named <laughs> after a character in game of thrones so that's oh probably gosh a good thing. yeah it's a probably yeah god saved you from that from that fate mark <laughs> uh yeah but there are some people that name their children some ridiculous things. So Game of Thrones characters, really not the worst thing to name them after, honestly. Like, there are some cool names. So, and and in this show, we talk about the Targaryens, and they have a lot of very, very unique, interesting names. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I would give this a six out of six. I would say both of these, and hopefully the next couple episodes are all building episodes. So, like... Action-wise, there's not... I mean, we get a a little bit of action in episode one, but action-wise, there's not a ton in this episode. It's more of like, you know, it's building the story. Dialogue, Which is is fine with me. I don't have any issue with that at all. I think... I thought it was an... My only disappointment is I didn't get enough Damon. Targaryen. You want more Damon? I I I can tell that. I can tell that you are a Damon guy, for sure. Yeah, that dude, like, man. Matt Smith? Matt Smith is like... Is a great casting. Yeah. When I first realized who it was, like, you know, I should have said, oh, it's, you know, one of the doctors from Doctor <laughs> Who. But I'm right. like, that's the guy from Morbius. And that's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> like, I know he's the doctor, but I, I've i never watched Doctor Who. So if, when I saw him immediately, I was like, that's the guy from Morbius. <laughs> like, what the heck? Oh, my gosh. There's not a more perfect casting. So it's like, I just hope they keep playing into, like, like that. Oh, anyways, I'm just kidding. I'm speechless. I just love, I just love it. He's great. He's great. And 
man, he they're doing such a great job. And we haven't even we should probably you know what? Let's stop. I'm going to stop talking. Gotta, Let's give a spoiler, give a spoiler warning, warning right here. This is prepare yourself at Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. So Damon is obviously like, if not a main you can't even really say protagonist or antagonist because you don't really know at this point. But like he's a main character, um, slightly step beneath, you know, Renera, probably. Uh-huh. Uh, but like he's obviously very important. Uh-huh. And they're doing such a great job of playing him like Game of Thrones wise. Like you don't really know what direction he's taking at this point. Well, I still you can't like, str- say he's a straight up antagonist right now. I feel like they're trying to make us think that he's an overall bad guy. Right. But I think I, at, the end, at the end of the series, we're going to be like, no, this dude was the good guy. This dude was doing his best to make sure. Or, or I mean, maybe he might be a good guy to a point where like he is looking out for himself, but more of like his house and his family. Yeah. Because, you know, I think he totally sees through Otto Hightower Right. And, yep. and like what happens, what was Otto's plan if like, you know, it's totally jumping into the episode if because, you know, Renera gets there, there, you know, there's a message sent that Damon's going to get married. He stole a You know, he stole a dragon egg, you know, all that stuff and invites the king to his wedding. But like Hightower's like, nope, you're not going king. I'll go in your stead and like brings an army. And then we kind of learned that the gold cloaks came with Damon. So clearly he has loyalty you know, built into these gold cloaks. So it's like, what was his plan? Was he planning to like, like there's just so much seediness going on with Hightower. I think Hightower, we're going to well, clearly, but yeah. 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 And this, this episode was definitely more revealing that, that Otto is up to something like last episode. I, before I listened to you guys talk about it, I had, I did not think Otto was like, I didn't get bad vibes from him. Like, sure. He was like CD in a general game of Thrones sense, like kind of looking out for himself. But like, I was, I thought he was like on the King's side, like legitimately. And when you guys said that, I was like, Oh, you know what? I can kind of see that. Like there are. So to your credit, Mark, like, I mean, you, you called it episode one, like Otto Hightower is up with something. And he obviously is trying to, uproot um and potentially gain the throne for himself which or undermine the whole house of targaryen right exactly at this time this is peacetime like there hasn't been war for decades if not generations maybe right because they were there pick the the soldier or the knight that's gonna guard her father Mm -hmm. the king right and she asks out of all these she's presented a bunch of knights even in front of Otto Hightower and then like her personal guard, like who should, you know, she's debating who she picks. And she asked like, well, who's actually seen battle? And there was only one guy. And it was the guy who knocked Damon off his horse in the previous episode. So like she chose him and, you know, Hightower goes into the whole, like, well, you should choose someone that like has like alliance to the house, which like I get that's just, that's strategic, but clearly Renee, Renera sees and maybe has a feeling that no, my, my dad needs an actual, like, dude that's going to be able to protect him so it'll be interesting how that plans out too and like not being intertwined with a house potentially that is vying for the throne too like exactly. I, i'm sure she sees that which so name no game of thrones for that guy 
Yeah, <laughs> no Game of Thrones in exactly. So, but like, yeah, Otto sees that and he's like, I've gotten in probably with these other houses. Like, I could maybe convince them to be on my side were were something to happen, and I could potentially, you know, make a move at some point. But, but yeah, it is interesting to point out that this is like peacetime. Nobody public wise really is expecting anything to happen. I, I, granted, this is this is Game of Thrones, so maybe these people are like literally anything could happen at any time. And any house could, you know, uproot one another. But you would think that with years of peacetime, people are like content and like, hey, this is just the way it is. So interesting distinction. Otto Hightower is definitely up to something for sure. Um, so one one scene that I do want to kind of point out um, specifically is so we've got um, Renice and Corliss. Uh, Valerian, Renice was, you know, in line for the throne before it was given to Viserys. Or no, not in line, but like, uh, well, the pledge to be the next ruler, right? Sure, yeah, but she was like in the list of names that they were like, all right, the, these people could be. You oh, know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. She, right. So she that was, was the whole in, thing. They made they made a claim for the throne, but they weren't necessarily yeah. in line because he had exactly. No sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so they suggest that. Viserys marries their daughter, who is like 12 and really weird and creepy. Um, but <laughs> anyways, like when this is happening, Renera is noticing this and they have a conversation, Renera and Renice. And Renice basically is like, this like this is all a farce. Like they're not gonna let you be queen. Like you're yeah. you're going to be replaced by a male at some point. Because she, obviously she went through that already. She was like probably had her hopes high because she was lineage wise the closest to yeah. being, you know, the queen. But they instead chose Viserys at that time. So like she basically is like, you know, you're going to get screwed out of your your position there. Um, sorry to say. Well, so she's kind of like just, you know, warning her. So it's kind of like almost an idea make a comment to her uncle when she goes to him like are you just going to kill me to take your succession right yeah yep, so. yeah yeah that is that is yeah she when when she goes to get the dragon egg which that scene is pretty epic in in and of itself as well um she yeah says something to the effect of like all right just kill me and, and claim your you know your line or whatever um but yeah so she she knows that she's got pull right now but she also is she's like what like 14 or 15 16, or something I think 16 so 15 she is 16 i think she's right? i would say she's relatively naive so she's kind of listening to everybody say whatever around her and like kind of believing it and and not knowing at this point when to not say something right exactly she's still she's still in that phase where she'll just say whatever comes to her head and like any teenager probably would versus like having the maturity to be like no, this is not the right time to have. Right, this may not box. benefit me to to say this right now, and so fast forward to Game of Thrones. Cersei um, becomes queen. Um, you know, gosh, I don't even. I don't have to rewatch that whole series to to get a good grasp on the timeline again. But Cersei becomes queen, and this is like still abnormal for a queen to be ruling 
during the time of Game of Thrones. So this is 200 years back. It's probably set in stone that this is like, wow, this is like way crazy that they would even consider her to be a main heir for the throne. So, I mean, I think there's sir, there's some significance here. And I am very intrigued to see if she at some point gains control of the Iron Throne or this is all just her being tossed around by all well, the powers that be. And that's so what are your thoughts did, on that? Did we, I thought about that today. It's like, did we get in the first, uh, in the end of first season in game of Thrones that Cersei was the first queen? Like, like, like that's overall. A great question. Yeah. I would have like, to go clearly back. There and was other queens, but like the, like she was fully this, in command. Right, she was treated the as main, the king. Right. Yeah. Cause that was my thought. It's like, cause if that was ever mentioned, then we kind of know that that never happens. But granted, there's 172 years between these, or at least between the birth of sure, uh, yeah. Daenerys. So there could but, um, be just like a loss of, just like of how, knowledge, basically. Just how like dragons never existed to some people, or it's like that's a folklore. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, really interesting. So go back to back to that scene that um, Renice or sorry, Renera. Uh, comes on Dragonback to basically save Otto Hightower and his men from Damon. Uh, so Otto Hightower, like you, you mentioned it before, he's got to be trying to make a move here, right? Like I'm sure he's probably because he knows that Damon is the biggest threat to his power, um, potentially making a move on the throne because Damon would obviously back his brother if anything were to happen or just try to take stuff for himself maybe we've learned we've learned in the last two episodes that damon has had opportunities to like you guys mentioned in that first episode with the the tournament like i am totally on your side mark i thought he was gonna just take down like stab um i think it's sir cole was the the knight that beat him. I thought he was totally going to stab him when he was like getting his his thing from Like yeah, cut his cut his leg, get on top of him cuz he never like he never did the like, you know, the shake the hand like, you know, really gave like a verbal and like a, a big motion to surrender. He gave like he gave a little head nod where it's like okay, he gives a little head nod but maybe no one sees it and then he like cuts the dude's leg, gets on top yeah, of him, stabs him in the That's exactly beat. what I thought thought yeah. was gonna happen and they shot it like that they shot it like we we just expected that as an audience so that's another another like gold star for this for house dragon and and in this one too like in this interaction i fully expected damon to to start fighting otto and his dudes but i mean denier renera um denier renera stops that obviously but like it's kind of another like swerve like all right, maybe Damon isn't the bloodthirsty killer that they're kind of portraying him as, you know, like, and I, I totally think you're, you just hit the nail on the head with that with last episode. I think they are going to try to swerve us at some point and be like, oh, Damon's actually the good guy or one of the good guys in this story. So that's, that's really interesting. And one thing that I thought was funny was just how flippant he was being with the egg. Like right. one, one of my thoughts was like, it's a dragon egg. It's probably like unbreakable maybe like, and that's why he's being so flippant with it. But like, he literally chucks the egg to Renera at the end of that interaction. And I was like, that is so interesting for a dude who is, living in 
Dragonstone banking on dragons to be on his side. I just was like, oh, that's interesting. He obviously knows Rhaenyra is like in with the dragons as well. So like he kind of, you know, has that in common with her. Maybe we haven't really seen him. We haven't seen him ride a dragon, though. So maybe he isn't a dragon rider like Rhaenyra is. But there was a dragon at Dragonstone. So, like, whose dragon was that? Right, exactly. It's, I mean, you would think that it was his. Maybe it was a dragon that's just assigned to guard Dragonstone. That's another thing. I feel like the wife brought up his his first wife, because in this episode he's trying to marry the the, wife from the Vale. Myra was her name, or I forget. Yeah, but yes, the one that was from. Yeah, the The one that got, like, assigned to him to basically, like, keep him out of out of trouble type of thing like keep him away from the capital so yeah that is interesting there's a lot of there's a lot of working cogs in this episode that we see but we're we're again it's kind of slow moving totally fine in my opinion i love that we're building up to something bigger uh because not excuse me not everything needs to be like action 100 percent of the time um, but we're getting dragons still, so like, hey, yeah. I'm, we get a dragon I'm every totally episode that, that keeps that keeps the ten million of us happy. <laughs> exactly, man. The numbers on this are just boggling. I cannot. I, I heard it that. went up two percent from last week in viewership, so which is good. So it'll be interesting if it if it holds that episode three, where like people clearly are really digging the show. So, and I would. I would assume it will keep doing it because, yeah, it is. It's shot. Anyway, like shot well is like there's a real dragon in real life that they shot. But like just done well. The CJ looks good. Everything looks great. So, OK, so at the end of this episode, um, they kind of it's not really a swerve. Like we kind of see it coming. Um, but like he King Viserys decides that he's going to marry Alicent. Um, Hightower, which is Otto's daughter, um, who has been, you know, seeing him. And they, they, she on kind the request of, of Otto Hightower. On the request of Otto Hightower, exactly. So that's what, what makes you know that he's like pulling strings here. Like, and we don't quite know if Allison, Allison obviously is like pretty obedient to her father yeah naive might be a better word for it like she's obedient right she's doing what he wants i don't it's hard to tell if she knows like his intentions behind this i think he does because there was like the i just go back to the first episode when he's like where your where one of your mother's like gowns or whatever she kind of had that face like oh okay like yeah yeah right yeah exactly I, i i definitely think she's she's catching on to it or is she fully in on it i don't know oh yeah i don't know about that but yeah right she at least kind of like has a like oh boy like this is kind of what's happening i guess but she doesn't have she either doesn't want to or doesn't have you know the she's not brave enough to like stand up to her dad and be like all right like i don't want to do this this is wrong and maybe we'll get that in episode three where she's like really against it Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's it's heading that way. But I mean, they love to just pull the rug out from under us in Game of Thrones. So and it'll be know, interesting who what knows? Corliss does if like they go back, if they're like, no, if we're just done, we're gonna go back to Valeria. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, they've got their own issue. Corliss has his own issues with the, the crab feeder 
guy. Because that's another part where, like, at the end of the episode where he goes to Damon to ask for help for this. Because we get this whole scene at the end, too, where, like, this dude is just, like, ravaging this shore and apparently has the ability to, he's, like, can <laughs> control crabs. Summon, summon crabs. <laughs> but then looks super, like, whatever character we saw at the end, looks super weird and deformed. So it's like, oh, where are we going with this? So Right, I know. That that was a in- very interesting, like, final scene that was like i because how are they gonna handle this because corliss has obviously been trying to get viserys to handle this for these whole two episodes um but he he's like yeah you know like whatever we'll get around to it when we when we do um corliss this is he said in this episode this is impacting his whole house basically because they're making they're fortunate. They're one of the wealthiest houses it's yeah, mentioned. It's, and they are made that wealth from the shipping routes that this guy is impeding right now. So like Corliss is losing out on a bunch and he, as the wealthiest house, I would assume that he is a, a pretty big part of, of the, you know, seven kingdoms or, or whatever Westeros. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they're going to have to handle this somehow. Is Corliss going to try to do it himself? Or is Viserys finally going to be like, ah, all right, Game of Thrones. Like, there's not a lot of people from, like, a lot of talk about Valeria besides Valerian Steel. Right. Yeah, because that's like, like, it's kind of one of those things that's, like, the same with the dragons, where it's kind of, like, lost from memory almost. Like, it's still there. There's remnants of things. Like, there's still some Valerian Steel around. But nobody really talks about like valerian the house the house of valerian so yeah interesting and and they are going into kind of a little bit of um you know what happened prior to this show with like they talk about old valeria quite a bit and how it was this you know massive empire and um i mean king viserys even says like we'll never come to the the height of old valeria basically um so yeah it's it's really interesting i i love that they're going deep diving into the lore of this like world um and you you so you know that this is based on a book have you read this book mark the house of the i Dragon? haven't but it okay. is an audible book i have so okay you're you're planning i, I think it. i probably need to get around to reading both uh song of fire and ice and this because like the more i get into the lore of this i mean george rr R. martin does a fantastic job of world building like dude obviously has a vision even if he doesn't have the drive to finish his <laughs> finish his book series I've, I've now come to the conclusion that he didn't finish that because he was involved after talking with robbie more about it but he wasn't involved with the last season with producing it yeah, and it was just out of like the whole loop of it where he's like, I'm going to wait until people forget or it really dies down right. before he releases yeah. that. I'm guessing that's, that's probably that's not it. a terrible idea because like people were very, very upset by the last season. Because people, I would say a probably good chunk of people would still think like, oh, he like, you know, he's they're going to associate how that book ends with the show and not realize that like after season the like second to last season was kind of the ending of his stories and the last two seasons of game of thrones were these writers who clearly needed his stories to actually tell a story so yeah right so yeah i i think that's interesting and i'm i'm intrigued as to how much 
lore George R.R. R. Martin has built in this world. And I think he's, I've from what I've seen in the show, both this and Game of Thrones, it looks incredible. So I, I'm definitely more intrigued to kind of dig into that a little bit for sure. So that, I think they're doing an, an, a fantastic job. And sure, it hasn't been like this mind-blowing i haven't been like this is the best show i've ever watched in my entire life type of thing but i think they're gonna build up to something pretty awesome by the end of this so one more question yeah i'm just i'm just agreeing with that because it's like it's just done very well it's not it hasn't been it hasn't had a mind-blowing experience where it becomes like a top tier like (laughs) god tier like show (laughs) tier yeah. But yeah, it's 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 great. It's a great show. And I think there's been a shift in in our society on social media probably more so than than anything else, but like I feel like nowadays we consume media and expect everything to be just the best every single time. And when we're when it's not, we so many people automatically go to it's not good. It's it's a bad show. It's not exactly how I thought it would be. So it's bad. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I mean, the people it's I think the big thing started with like the seat. Well, maybe even back during the prequel area, honestly, of Star Wars. Like there were so many people. I I can speak to the sequel series more so because I was like an active presence online during the sequel series. But like people tear that thing apart. And sure, they're not the best movies in the world, but it's Star Wars and they were fun movies. Like, I don't understand why people, every single person on the Internet, all of a sudden thinks they're a movie critic and needs to critique every single thing about every movie to the point of not enjoying it anymore. Like, you can still get enjoyment out of stuff that's not perfect. And people who don't like things have the loudest voice on the internet. So that's true. Yeah, that's that's really how it is. So, okay, one more question before we kind of move on to She-Hulk here. Um, do you have a very, very, very early um, prediction as to who is going to be sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of this series? See, like my mind wants to say, well, it's a Targaryen because a Targaryen is on, you know, is who's murdered because of Jamie. In Game of Thrones. So I would just like my mind was like, oh, I assume Targaryen will rule for 172 years, which could still happen. But like I right now, my money when the series is when the show is done, I'm just gonna say season. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna say the season's done. I'm gonna say right as of now, it will be Damon will be on the throne. Cause I'm assuming Viserys will be will die or be killed. Right. Before the season's done, like either yeah. died because of his wounds. Because yeah, that was the other thing. He had the freaking um, maggots eating his like yeah, finger wounds. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Which I'm That's... like, why didn't he just put his one pinky in there? Why the whole hand? <laughs> yeah, right. It's so nasty. Oh gosh. Yeah, maggots are so gross. Who do you think it's going to be? Okay, so here's my thought. So we're going to get this time jump right in maybe in between episode three and four or four and five, somewhere in there. Will you think it will going to happen between episodes or in the middle of an episode? That's a great question. I, we might get like a little tease of the older versions at the end of one of these episodes, episode three or episode four. 
And my prediction was at the end of the season, not in the middle of the season. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's a fair, that's a fair point to make. Um, I think somebody else is going to get a hold of the throne before the time jump. We're going to move 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is, years in the future. And that person is still going to be, or that line or whatever is still going to be on the throne. And at this point, it seems like it's going to be Otto Hightower because I think he's, they're setting him up to be obviously like the villain or the bad guy. Um, and then at the end of the season, with all of the things that we've introduced now, it's hard not to say Damon. I think I'm with you on that. Like, I I think Rhaenyra might actually sit on the Iron Throne and like be um, the like queen for a little bit. But I think just with the culture of the time, people aren't going to be happy with it and that that they're going to eventually have, you know, Damon or another male Targaryen at the end of this. Um, Damon is obviously the most likely at this point because we don't have any other male Targaryens that Viser- like you're right. Viserys is probably going to die in that time jump, I bet. Or even before that, he might die before that. Yeah. Maybe they assassinate him and that's how Otto takes the throne. I don't know. But yeah, I think, I think I'm on the same track with you. Damon or another male Targaryen, I think is going to be on, on the throne at the end of this. So, uh, hit us up with your thoughts uh, on house of the dragon episode two. Um, you can join the infinity rose universe on discord, or you can shoot us an email at infinity rose podcast at gmail.com. All right, Mark, are you ready to jump into she Hulk episode three? Already. All right, let's do it. Look, I get it. You're lazy and coffee from the grocery store is just as good as ordering from somewhere like mini worlds tavern, right? Wrong! That's dumb, and you should feel so dumb for thinking that. Does your local grocery store donate a portion of their proceeds to charity? Actually, you know, if they do that, that is kind of awesome. But we guarantee that Mini World's Tavern does that! Besides, it's not like your grocery store provides an amazing monthly blend with added RPG-themed bonuses. That's a limited edition Mini World's Tavern exclusive, baby! They are the online coffee brand that's perfect for game night. Guys, I should know. Before every podcast and every time I go live on Twitch, I fill an entire bathtub full of great old one, and I do my best Lord Harkonnen impression. Guys, grab a bag for yourself right now. Go to www.miniworldstavern.com slash theinfinitybros, all one word. And guess what? You're going to save yourself 10% at checkout. Let's go ahead and give your, um, again, quick like thoughts on She-Hulk episode three and like a, a rating just right off the bat. I don't think I've laughed more during watching a series like the first three episodes than any other Marvel movie or show or movie. It's just been good. It's like it's been a fun time. Like, yeah, it's not top notch like WandaVision. Looks at Max. Um <laughs> <laughs> Max is just fuming right now that you just mentioned WandaVision. He doesn't even know that he's not even listening to the podcast. He just like this moment, just somebody mentioned it and you just sense yeah, it. He he's just sense it furious. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I still struggle. Like is the CGI just like not like up to snuff or is it just totally different scene? Like <clears throat> She-Hulk as like a green giant woman, but like fully clothed all the time. I'm not saying she has to be nude, but like, you know, you see Hulk and he's like, <laughs> he just has shorts on. So like you right, get more yeah. of him. So it's like, it's like, okay, 
yeah, it's just how the Hulk, and that's what the Hulk looks like. So like that's just more in our brain because the Hulk's just been our, <clears throat> thrown on the screen more than She Hulk has in our past growing up. Right. Well, I mean, hey, but like I still love this- it. I think I get my rating five point five out of six. Like I, I love okay. the episode. I loved what they did. I'm all behind the abomination and uh, for, um, <laughs> Blansky. Like literally, I oh my, my whole mind was like changed last episode when they're like, "That dude's right. It wasn't his fault. He was hired <laughs> yeah. by the government to hunt down exactly. Hulk, given some That's experimental a, drug. This is his job without any any supervision or any warning what it might be. Just given it, mm. and then like." becomes the abomination and destroys a lot of stuff and who yeah. gets blamed who gets solely blamed for it him no responsibility taken by by general ross the government, the government. right he's the fall guy yeah it, and clearly he's going to become a thunderbolt so that'll be another thing and then wong being involved in this episode and like her breaking the fourth wall about wong cameo but you know oh my gosh it, so it was fun. great it's so fun and i know my i watched with my beautiful wife kelly and she is still hung up on and no, I, I'm, I support, I, I would support this belief. They made her like, she's very like, why did they make her look so different and so busty and like totally sexualize her versus like toning that down. And like, she said, this would be like a perfect show for me. If, but like she said, when she hulks, that's what ruins it for her. And I, I get it. I, I think that's a valid criticism, but I think they're, they're doing that on purpose, honestly, Honestly, man, why do my why do I keep making up words for? for well, the you podcast? know, I'm sure Disney exec said sex sells, and that's what they're gonna push. So I don't even think it's well. Yeah, you're you're right. That's part of it. Um, the other part of it is that Max mentioned is that like in the comics, that's literally how it is. Like she uses her sexuality, yeah, and it's very evident in the comics. So I think they're it's it's naive to say that's the only reason they're doing it is for comic accuracy like obviously they're doing it for you know well, not making <laughs> her more muscular too because like in the comics she's also yes to what you're saying but also a lot more muscular not like right toned. and that's that's also a fair criticism i think so but anyways i think that's that's my two cents on it is it is it wrong is it bad I i can't i won't say one way or the other i guess i'm not like opposed to it i'm not I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Isaac confirmed. Just confirmed that he's just in love with the She-Hulk. Look. That's just, that's what no, 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 no. That's Robbie. That's Robbie. No, no, not me. It's Robbie. Right? No, 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 no. That's no, 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 no. Robbie's Robbie. in love with the She-Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm on the same page as you. I thought this episode was hilarious. Uh, just an overall good time. Like this is this is getting back to the roots of what Marvel tv should be like like this is what I, I think this is what it should be like um i just minor um you know hung up on the cgi a tiny bit like i have been in previous episodes but it's nothing that's gonna make me say the experience for me right it's nothing that's gonna make me say i don't like this show or i'm not gonna watch this anymore um and you know i i think i ragged on episode two that it was so short maybe a little bit too much because I actually really am enjoying the episodic like nature of the show. And I think, I think Marvel should get back to that because frankly, the six episode series that they kind of got in a routine of doing that were just, you know, six 
four, five or six hour movies that they cut up into six different p- parts, they just weren't cutting it for me. And I, I really enjoy how they're handling this show. So overall, I'd say 5.5 out of six uh, mm-hmm. as well for me. I think I think it's a great, great show. I'm really excited for the future of this show. And they're just they're just honestly getting started. Like, I, I think this show is just a it's a like kind of I don't know if slap in the face is the right word, but it's like Marvel laughing in the face to everybody who is mad at them for not being good enough cinema. Like this is Marvel having fun. Like and if, you can almost say that about phase four in general. Like they're they've been experimenting. This is the fun phase. This is where we're out. <laughs> this is the fun phase, exactly. We're trying to like, figure out who we are as a person. One one part in phase four specifically that like that I was drawn back to. So obviously Okay, so we're getting into spoilers for She-Hulk. If you haven't watched it, go go and watch we, it. We right already gave the you the spoiler warning. Thirty. It's minutes already ago. there. Um, so the post-credit scene, we get She-Hulk twerking with. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was just it was hilarious. And I know there's people on the internet that are like, "Oh, this is so dumb, dumbest post-credit scene ever. I hate this Marvel. What does Marvel Re- become? Remember when post-credit scenes like meant what, something? When they meant something? Oh my gosh! But that just brought me back to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, when they did the post-post-credit scene of Bruce Campbell finally stopping hitting himself <laughs> like that, i thought that was hilarious like come on like that's that's just funny that's just funny stuff or was it the first was it the first spider-man movie where it's where they did like those captain america like inform 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 like videos where it's just like he does this thing pulls up and he's like did you expect something more like you know they've been doing it for a while yeah exactly like they're just messing with these people who are are trying to dunk on them at this point and i love that i think marvel do your thing marvel like if you want to be funny do it if you want to they were pretty meta when they did uh thinking about that when they like did the list of like when (laughs) when uh i'm blanking what part it was but there was like a scene where the guy one of the guys they're like doing i'm sorry i'm getting I can't even collect my thoughts right now. The guy <laughs> was commenting that he would he would hit that in reference to she Yeah, yeah right. But prior okay. to that, there was like, you know, a list of like, you know, when people were just, you know, really blowing up She-Hulk. Like, oh, everything has to be female. Some, oh my everything gosh, there's a total right meta like, thing. That's exactly yeah. what people are saying about She-Hulk the show. And they said it in the episode. It was like, oh my gosh, how spot on is this? Well, it's funny. It's like, she-Hulk is a female character. It's different if they gender swapped for like that's that's where that great. It's, so it's so funny. Like Marvel yeah. is doing like the meta. They're on point. They're on point with this. With this, you're series. right. The meta They're, narrative of She-Hulk is coming through in this show, and I love that. Like that. That's what makes this show hilarious to me. So that that part was incredible. You're right. That I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that I got a good kick out of that like reel. It was just like people online literally sharing their opinions. The exact same thing that people are saying about this She-Hulk show online right now. It was it was fantastic. All right, and so they keep jumping around this episode because I'm sure this is just what it'll be for episode three. Paul, yeah, She-Hulk. and that's fine. How much more are you now confirming that Wong is a scroll? Dude, I yes, I was gonna bring that up later. When he made the comment about 
oh, you know, we're doing the fights when they're referring to like him fighting Abomination in yeah. uh, Shang-Chi. That like, oh, I needed to up my sorcery powers. <laughs> I know! He's this so- dude is a scroll and <laughs> Doctor Strange doesn't even see it as Doctor Strange's scroll. Like, so... Maybe, I look at, maybe. I look at my before Kelly, I'm like, if if he's not a scroll, then he was so goofy in this episode, so and weird. that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh my! And we've mentioned it on previous episodes of the of the and, Infinity And Burst I also yet. wouldn't be surprised if we find out Plansky is also a scroll. Maybe, because, and that and, would maybe explain why his ears look different because maybe he didn't see him fully right. formed and just saw. Maybe. It. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah could be i don't know who knows but anyways like that would totally explain how he's been acting just kind of like goofy in this show and even in dr strange a little bit honestly like i know max rags on how he hates wong's portrayal in multiverse of madness i I think and he's he's right like yeah if you don't if you're not in the mindset that wong might be a scroll yeah it would be kind of so it's like it'll be interesting to make that payoff even with hulk if we find out hulk is you know, we get World War Hulk back or, or you no know, Crazy yeah. Hulk, whatever. Right. But um, I was also thinking like, oh, so it's like, oh, yeah, she'll just ask Hulk to get information about the sorcerer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they already did that last episode. The show is that Hulk's no longer on planet, so she can't reference Bruce on anything related to superheroes. Right. Like just they're doing an incredible job with this show and with Daredevil coming up with, you know, how much a lot of your mind? How much oh mind will you lose when Daredevil shows I, up? My mind will be completely lost when Daredevil shows up in the show. I do you think they're going to make if they're bringing Daredevil and all that crew back? Are they going to make She-Hulk a ground level adventure or a let's fight Kang in space or quantum realm adventure? I think she's going to have a very unique um, status in the MCU after this show because she's. She's almost kind of corporate street level, if that makes sense. Like she's, she's going to be, be dealing. Avenger. <laughs> she's she's going to be dealing with, and she'll, she's going to have fight she'll, for small businesses. She'll have to be. Um, she'll have to be uh, an Avenger at some point because, like, eventually it's going to come down to what it will, always will be: is that the Avengers and everybody we'll on the face of the planet has Sam to fight this. Avengers assemble while we'll right. fight again. They'll have to fight this cosmic level threat that's going to destroy the world. Blah, 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 blah. All like or it's Earth going level to threat. Come... It could still be an Earth level threat. It, yeah, sure, fair. sure. It could be Earth level threat. But sure anyways, it it's going to come down to that. So she will, will just be Earth level because he only cares about what's happening with those people. So, yeah. but I like my words yeah, if it's more, if it's a cosmic thing. I, it's, uh, I think it's there's going to be an aspect of cosmic to it because you don't mention incursions um, without Very it true. being. I mean, you're right. Again, you're right. You're right. the incursions are more relative to like, sure, they're whole universes that are on top of each other or whatever. But also they're they're more concerned. Any of the people involved in concert incursions are concerned about their world colliding with the other world. It's not like necessarily hey, oh, save the universe because the universe is going to be, you know, so, but there is an aspect of like incursions that are like, okay, this is more than just like this, this earth, what's happening right now. So there's a little aspect of cosmic to it. But I think with, especially with Daredevil coming down the line, street level and and with Spider-Man, like now being 
a no name again. Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. There's going to be a focus on street level in this phase, in this next phase of the MCU. And I'm 100% down for that. Like seeing Daredevil and Spider-Man be faces of the MCU again. Could you imagine Whew, if a lot of I cannot born wait. again is like Daredevil and Spider-Man teaming up? Or like that's the whole concept of Daredevil is Daredevil teaming up with like Spider-Man, teaming up with Punisher, teaming up with Elektra, teaming up with Power Man or Power Fan. We've already gotten big time rumors that and these are big time rumors because they're they've been leaked by that's what I was just going to they've been leaked by big, pretty proficient leaker accounts on Twitter. So they're not like official statements by anybody, but they're like they're probably right. Ninety nine percent of the time they're probably ran by someone paid by Disney. That's what I always think with like the the ones I know you're talking about, like the ones that are like, it just seems weird that these are always leaked from this site. (laughs) And it's just some random no name account. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, from those accounts, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones and the Punisher are all going to be and, in and not the immortal Daredevil Born Again. That hasn't come up. And that doesn't surprise me because nobody liked that show. So because Hulk will become the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> Hulk will become. Oh my gosh. Could you well, imagine if they did that? People would, I think people would love it. It'd be awesome. I think that would be hilarious. But Max mentioned that that. Uh, Shang-Chi was going to be the Immortal Iron Fist and I was like so he's going to have the Immortal Iron Fist and the Ten Rings of Power like that <laughs> that's pretty legit in all fairness they muted the Ten Rings powers sure so it, yeah. if, if those are the actual Ten Rings that were going to be like given not like rings on your hands where like it actually gave you like cosmic powers I would say yeah I'm all for it because then it's, you know it's just it's yeah a they seem more of like a like an energy gathering weapon versus like an altering weapon Right, exactly. So, yeah, I, yeah, okay, okay. I could, I could roll with that. But, and Shug Chi would be like the perfect character for that because obviously, like, he, he knows the whole mythos and, and he's the best at kung fu probably in the MCU. So, (laughs) so, you know, just how it goes. Um, yeah, but anyways, like, She Hulk, great, great episode. Um, one part, in particular that i thought was hilarious that gosh this and i they're just going with the goofy vibe and i absolutely love it like the the shape-shifting elf like as guardian yeah. elf that, that was a vape part of this episode that basically like, catfish to dude <laughs> catfish and to she's dude. like do you think because who who was the singer again that they uh that it was uh megan megan the stallion there you go and, he, and she's like, you really think Megan the Stallion's driving uh, a Passat or something like that? And, yeah. And, he's and like, Megan the Stallion is in the courtroom like, yeah, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just yelling stuff out. Like just it was so goofy, but it was so funny. It, I could not works. like laugh. It, it works. Yeah, it's so funny. The the Like I thought it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a weird vibe until the – as guardian elf lady went up and started impersonating the judge and like uh-huh. wrapping the gavel <laughs> after that, I was like, okay, this is hilarious. Like yeah. <laughs> this is, this is funny. I, I don't care what you say. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely could see a lot of people being like, Oh, this is classic. It's Marvel. Too silly. It's too funny. Oh my gosh. Why like, can't it is... be serious? Why couldn't the elf have tried to murder him? <laughs> 
this is the meta of the show, guys. Like, She-Hulk is a funny character. It's supposed to be this on is the just nose. how it's going to yeah. go. Okay, so get used to it or stop watching. Like, you, nobody's forcing you to watch these episodes, guys. Like, but I believe remember it or what not. I said before, people, just like I said in the Patreon, that's where I said it. People need to complain about stuff. So they need to go watch it so they can go complain because that's their identity. So, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's what it's come down to. It's either your uh, MCU shill and you love every single thing that they do or you're uh, somebody who hates everything that that Marvel does at this point. So there's like no in between. (laughs) Like it's a it's a mega conglomerate that needs to come down. They're they're just rooting superheroes for everybody. Just yeah, there's no in between. (laughs) No, it's not the news. I got. I got to. I got to interrupt me on my phone. I know we talked about the Patreon. How yeah. can't be on the phone. Um, Max has shared in our in our group chat a meme of the the dominoes, where it's usually something very serious at the beginning, and the back it's like not as serious. Where it's Tony Stark gets kidnapped by terrorists. The little domino, the big domino in the back says She Hulk backing that thing up. <laughs> Tony Stark had to walk so She Hulk could run. So She Hulk could run. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is where we're at now. Like, this is where we've come. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> to where we're what at I really the love the go more on the show. It's like what I really love is like it, the show as itself has a personality, and then Jennifer Walters has such a differing personality than the rest. Yeah. Which I think well, in the end of the day, when she's involved in these more serious events might cater to like how how does her character change right throughout her story so and and up to this point jennifer walters has has like has allowed her lawyer self to be her personality like that's Mm -hmm. who she is up to this point but you see at the end of the episode when she takes out the wrecking crew with no issue whatsoever just as guardian printed equipment too yeah, they've got the Asgardian. She, she you says, know, did, you, like, did you rob artifacts. an Asgardian <laughs> They're like, worker? Yeah. Yeah. But clearly they might they must have been working for someone else because they tried to take her blood. That's what that one thing was, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. There there's definitely somebody behind Cause, that. Because they, um, they they set that up where you saw the whole thing, and I don't remember yep. if she saw what it was. So like does she know that she Yeah, it didn't was, really seem like she she kind of just shrugged it off, so she might not have realized what they were actually well, trying actually, to do. Yeah. Trying, yeah, trying but, to take her because uh, that was yeah, what we so, got. That's what we got in the first episode where Bruce was so concerned about not mm-hmm. getting your blood out there. Getting the blood. So, yep, so something's blood. so someone's out there trying to get her blood, and, and that's you know we'll figure that out. Maybe is, it's, maybe I mean, it's Aim. Maybe Aim's going after her. Who knows? Ooh, okay, that'd be interesting. Um, know, we're but getting, anyways, because think about it, they get off a little in the weeds. If we're getting Aim and Ant Man, we might, or at least Modok, we might need mm-hmm. to get a little Aim teaser. Before that Modoc, yeah, exactly. We don't need Modoc, exactly. just aim. Because we know aim. we know what happens. Then it's a teaser enough, exactly. Yep. yep. And I'm fine with that. Like, I don't know. We we kind of complained a little bit in phase four that none of these shows were connecting. And I think we're gonna see I a think lot that was more point, of that. Though. Right, yeah. No, I that was I, the point I, after endgame, everyone got disconnected, got disassembled. Yeah. Dis- and the only people that are really together are that we've seen are Captain America and the Winter Soldier, right. or um, Bucky, and at least we know Hulk, Wong, 
and Captain Marvel have been talking and now have Shang-Chi mm-hmm. involved. So yeah, like there's that's, like that's kind of loose it. connections, right? But yeah. but nothing, you know, nothing super... interconnecting the big masses where like we, you got like this is just setting up that no one is talking to each other and mm-hmm. something big's going to come up that's going to surprise everybody. And then there's got to be a moment like <clears throat> uh, what's his face? The gold guy. Um, he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, uh, yeah. Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Well, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. they'll do what he did in the comics for the Infinity Gems. Yeah. To get everyone Mm -hmm. together. That's what he'll his role be in this phase is to get everyone together to fight something cosmically, as Isaac says. (laughs) I love getting into the weeds with you, Mark. There it is. I love it. (laughs) Went from She-Hulk to AIM to MODOK to To what's going to happen to Adam Warlock. (laughs) Oh, man can't wait she hulk just uh just bringing out the best in mark jones on the infinity bros podcast and then we also got um, the 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 trial for blonsky that's another thing yeah in this yeah trial for blonsky and by the Who way a, like the followers of pen pals <laughs> the pen pals oh my gosh when he said that i just oh my god we're gonna financially out. support him on his farm <laughs> financially support him on his farm yeah uh, having tim roth back as emo blonsky was a that was a brilliant move by marvel like that that just like everything kind of just is coming together and i was before before we kind of went off on the the weed tangent there i was gonna say that like the connection aspect of phase four wasn't there because they were introducing all these characters but i think we're gonna see a lot more of that starting in this Mm -hmm. series obviously because we've got abomination we've got daredevil coming um in the show and then like in the future of phase five we're gonna see a lot more of that interconnectivity within the mcu between all these now established characters Mm -hmm. that we have from phase four so um where we lacked in phase four we're definitely going to make up for in phase five i think i had a thought and i totally blinked on it was something to do with the abomination i think it was back to like him potentially also being a scroll because of i don't know just also i just wouldn't be surprised if he's also a scroll that's where i'm going to right i i do see that aspect because he seems so different than than the incredible hulk um you know abomination but at the same time we've already talked about that like in previous episodes and this episode like it makes sense that he's disassociated that's what all happened in incredible hulk from now so Right, like how, I, I how think, did he how did he gain control of Abomination? That's without the technology that apparently Bruce Banner had to use, and they also said that they're that they had an inhibitor to put on him. So, do they already have this? Because they also mentioned this right. episode um, when uh, uh, the guy who was suing the elf for you know basically taking his money mm-hmm. said, "I hope I just wish there was something that you could." You right. Know, stop something yeah. like it was foreshadowing. And she makes a point of like, you know, talking directly to the camera, breaking the fourth wall, like, hey, mm-hmm. I just got an idea. Like, so yeah. something's coming down the line. And as far as like depowering, inhibiting powers, something to that Mutant effect. Registration. <laughs> Civil War two. Yeah, they're building it. They're building it. For <laughs> Avengers versus X-Men, you know, all, all sorts of things coming down the line here, guys. Um, but yeah, I I also would be fine with him not being a scroll. And that's just like how he is now. So and all fairness, it, like, it yeah, after eight years, he could have 
Right. You know, maybe it's like those ears, thing, like the ear things are what people talk about. It's like, well, he, yeah. that could have like just right. been something that eventually just happened. Yeah. Over well, time. yeah. And we see we see the first appearance of Abomination in The Incredible Hulk. So like, yeah, maybe he mm-hmm. mutated or, or, you know, evolved somehow. Still, like, yeah, still a little growing bit. or something. Yeah. Right. Um, and to that also to that uh, speaking to that. So obviously everybody knows the Hulk like mythos is like when he initially starts out, like he becomes the Hulk and he doesn't remember anything that happens as the Mm -hmm. Hulk when he goes back to Bruce Banner in the incredible Hulk, we see abomination be completely coherent when he becomes abomination. Like he knows what's happening. He knows what he's doing. He's not like completely out of it. Like the Hulk is like the Hulk doesn't take over abomination mm-hmm. doesn't take over it's still emo blonsky yeah but at that time he was like kind of you could kind of say he was hell-bent on like completing his mission in the incredible hulk that's like, what he, was he obviously paid to do he, that's right he was, he was getting paid to do that also he there went was above and he went way overboard <laughs> way above and beyond exactly so but but he retains that consciousness as abomination so that kind of like that I think that even is a nice little callback to, you know, when he becomes the abomination and, and She-Hulk is a callback to how he stays conscious as abomination in the Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. Maybe that's just a coincidence, but I thought that was kind of an interesting parallel. So, um, but yeah, I, I thought this episode was incredible, hilarious. I can't wait for more of this show. Honestly, I'm I'm really really digging. It's gonna be sad when all nine episodes are done. Yeah, dude. And see, that's one of the biggest complaint that I've had in a lot of these episodes or a lot of these series, the Disney Plus series, is they try to cram this storyline into these just tight windows, and they're they're not telling the story as well as they could be because they're trying to like rush things. It seems like. And so far, they're not doing that in this series. So I hope that continues. We get a, an extra three episodes to tell that story. Shorter episodes a little bit. But again, I'm enjoying the episodic nature of the of the show. But I think they're going to be able to wrap this one up a little cleaner than they have some of these other Marvel series. And we'll be just like weeks away from Wakanda forever. So yeah they're dude doing, they're doing a solid by not making us wait long for the next marvel thing oh my gosh i'm so pumped for wakanda forever that's gonna be wild and next week uh thor love and thunder will come on disney plus so yeah a lot of big things coming down the pipeline here in the infinity bros podcast also we're gonna probably be uh doing some uh rings of power uh review episodes maybe a premiere solo premiere episode we'll see what's we'll see what the schedule looks like coming up but um yeah like i said big things uh if you guys want to tell us we'll have to go back thoughts. to a three-hour podcast and we did the, talk about all the <laughs> yeah, content for real. Back out. oh my gosh scott will be so it's, mad at us <laughs> he's like i gotta do this guys i can't listen to three hours it's too you long <laughs> oh man you got a uh, whole week <laughs> Just break it up, Scott. We'll put chapters out there for you. How's that sound? Um, Anyways, if you want to tell us your thoughts on She-Hulk Episode 3, you can join the Infinity Bros Discord and have a conversation there. Email us at infinitybros at gmail, infinitybrospodcast 
at gmail.com or you can check us out on social media to tell us what you think so uh, mark thanks so much for joining me today it has been a fun time hanging out with you i'm glad i was here today to be with you and i hope we do it again sometime i had a fun time Oh, just gave me butterflies there. Oh, it's fun hanging out with you, Mark. We might have to do this again sometime. All right, till until the next date of uh, Mark and I. Until, until next Road. week on the Infinity Road podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And thank you, Infinity Rose Universe. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We love you, 3000. Make sure you have a great night, uh, day, weekend, wherever you're at right now. Love you, 2000. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. I sometimes think when we say that, that um, I just imagine it's 20 years from now, someone is listening to a podcast and they're like in a bunker because there's some zombie apocalypse going on. <laughs> but they just happen to have, for some reason, wherever they are, had like a bunch of like someone recorded on a, on a phone they found. Like they actually have like a, an MP3 with the physical, like an MP3 player, like not even a name brand one, just like a generic MP3 player with yep. actual MP3 files of yep. the infinity bros podcast for some reason. Someone oh was gosh. like, you know, and it's like in someone's bunker. It's like, I'm going to be listening to this stuff. Like, <laughs> I have hours of podcast material to listen to when I'm stuck in my bunker in the zombie apocalypse. Some poor sap is like listening to this. Like this is their only entertainment. <laughs>